0: on this episode of animation deliberation we are continuing our coverage of young justice episodes eight and nine we get the end of one arc and the beginning of the other right after this ad we have no control over and one two three four it's animation deliberation a conversation and a celebration of a favorite action animated series yeah yeah welcome back to animation deliberation where we take animation seriously but not too seriously i'm your host Suhara lee jay scotty once more is on the javelin with steel so we have the always enthused andrew rogers how are you
2: I am fantastic and ready for my call to arms as always.
0: <laughs> always ready. Um, so I did not know that an episode came out last week. I learned that today.
2: Okay, that would make a little bit of sense as to why uh, why you weren't ready for it.
0: Yeah, because I was actually fully prepared to just so timeline wise last week, a week from yesterday was Thanksgiving. And I just figured for the holidays, it was a new episode, because every time I checked, it just didn't show up. So I was like, cool, because I was prepared to just, like, leave my family, sit in the car, and just, like, record something real quick, just so somebody would have something. Um, and I was like, oh, cool, I guess it just skipped. I don't have to worry about that anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, there was there was still an episode. I watched it uh, late that night.
0: Yeah, no, no one told me. Uh, so, yeah, just doing both of these
2: now that's fine more for us to talk about i like it that way
0: (laughs) all right episode eight i know why the caged cat sings this is the ending of artemis's arc um a lot of grief to unpack a lot of grief that was developed um interesting family theme and vibe going on consistently through it a lot of flashback stuff a lot of bringing up things of episode or season one uh what'd you think of it overall wrapping up this arc
2: um it was definitely a slow wrap-up the first half was the little bit of the action and then the second half was talking about kind of the family motifs like you mentioned mm-hmm. i thought it was a good wrap-up because it's a really interesting story and any bit of the bat family is always going to have my intrigue but they did a lot of interesting things like you said and then this continuation of the uh superboy end of arc that we had going on was also really heavy mixed in with all of the other grief so mm-hmm. it was good i i mean they tell such phenomenal stories and they they did a really good job rounding this out but it was a it was another heavy one another tearjerker uh- Following Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, right?
0: But we are thankful for the show continuing
2: its service. I'm thankful for both Young Justice and Animation Deliberation. (laughs) So, for the Superboy arc,
0: because that was kind of the smallest thing going on. How do I want to phrase this? Explaining death to a kid, there's no way that could be an easy concept or like an easy thing to explain. And for them to bring that as, like, one of the many topics that they cover. It's like, hey, how do you deal with grief? How do you talk about grief? This is that. How do you explain it to a child? Of course, if anybody's the person to do it, it's Superman. Like, leave it to him to just find a way to just, like, perfectly be like, this is what's going on, bud.
2: Yeah, I... I really think they also did it a little bit for the audience, because if you remember back when I was here at the start of the season, I was in denial about Superboy. I was like, no, mm-hmm. this is not happening. We, we we joked about the grief, but it, it was very real between the two of us. I felt like Superman was talking to me. I needed the strong father figure to say, look, this is what's going on. So, yeah, you're right. Superman was the only person that could really bring that point home but then still seeing his grief after the fact when he had to talk to lois about it was so i don't want to say heavy because obviously it was emotional but it was a it was a real look at the humanity of superman and i know you've talked time and again how this is your favorite superman and i could not agree more he is the most human kryptonian i think we've seen from dc
0: yeah there was a lot of regret with all of that too like the fact that he was like 10 years ago like i was being selfish i had the opportunity to help him and develop him and this and that is like now he has survivor's guilt like the (sighs) fact that he's supposed to be invincible and if he was there five minutes earlier he could have helped you know and lois had a time. was like no you probably would be dead too but that's not a concept for Superman. Like, it's his job to to save, feeling that, like, nothing can ever stop him from doing that. Uh, so, to see that breakdown, it's why I like characters like um, Itachi and Bakugo and the characters who, like, always have that hard face but have that moment of breaking down. Like, it was just, it was beautifully done because we didn't even need to see him in too many action scenes. Like, we know who Superman is, we know what Superman's capable of. And they did a really good job at just him being beat up by himself.
2: Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. This Superman, he he's been through so much. I think that's the biggest part of it is so often we see Superman one or two years into his craft. This is Superman, gosh, 10 years since the start of Young Justice. The Justice mm-hmm. League had to have been a thing for at least five to ten years before that sounds like that was very recent so yeah this is a very seasoned superman at this point so he he's doing it but like you said he was gonna jump into action and probably would have died himself that's exactly what connor did was say i don't care what happens i'm gonna save all these people so he he definitely learned or they learned from each other i don't know who really learned from who who all the time but it's good to acknowledge that
0: Great father son dynamic brother brother it say <laughs> brothers but technically he has two dads he does have two dads but
2: genetically he has two dads we don't talk about Luther
0: no <laughs> which we haven't seen much of him this season yet either, but yeah it was um for for the next episode not to get into it early, like we have the perspective of Garfield too and what he's dealing with in this and that but you know, at the beginning of this series, like we wanted to see more of this Superman story and kind of expanding on how he feels. And he actually did go into a little bit of detail of like what he was feeling throughout the progression of his experience with Connor. Uh, so to to kind of answer those questions of like what he was like in this rendition of Superman, I I was pretty fulfilled with what they gave. For sure. Uh, I think that was it for that point, except poor Wolf is like howling for Connor all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Cutting onions (laughs) over here. (laughs) Ninja's cutting onions. Martian's cutting
0: onions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. But anyhow, that was only a small part of this episode. Uh, The real story was between Artemis and uh, Cheshire. Yeah. A lot
0: of flashbacks with that, too. Like we did see scenes from season one and like um, where they were and how they got to where they are. Cheshire has
2: a lot on her shoulders. Yeah, I mean, that whole family does like not. They don't have a clean backstory. They never came from anything good, but now they're trying to find their way in the world And then you also just mix in the entire League of Shadows, which uh, doesn't do anything but corrupt people,
0: come to find out. So what's Razogul's objective now with the League?
2: So he is not in charge of the League, as we discovered. He is just kind of doing his own thing on Infinity Island. It's his, I think he called it a quote-unquote family with, uh, talia damien jason sensei and like that's it and then he invited in cheshire and onyx and basically i think is gonna take care of them and say find your way in the world but that feels very not Rachel ghoul to Hmm. just give up the goose like that
0: what if it actually was foreshadowing when they were talking about how it's like, oh, no, we just manipulated. We made you exactly how you need to be for you to join us and be loyal. <laughs> like what if down the road we're actually going to have issues with Onyx and Cheshire not being as compliant as they would have hoped?
2: The only reason I don't think that's going to be the case is uh, for the repeated line from season three of uh, Dick Grayson. Rachel Ghoul is many things, but a liar is not one of them. I would it have assumed he was up to no good but I, I feel like he's going to be fine Talia might be up to something
0: maybe I was maybe very she's just sp- learning very closely so she can figure out how to get uh, Bruce back to her Well, that's that was... a story I need breaking down more too.
2: yeah I'm very surprised that we did not get any closure they still have yet to reveal who the red hooded ninja is so again we've said it on the show um, but they they have held it all very close to the chest and I'm wondering if so we're assuming all of our main six characters are getting an arc is the Dick Grayson arc going to involve those two potential Robins?
0: It could. I mean, it seems like all the Arrow people are part of the Bat family now anyways.
2: Yeah, that is true. I mean, it, it's interesting that as you say, the Arrow people, that Oliver Queen has not come back up in any capacity in all of this.
0: Yeah, we saw Canary a couple of times, but that's it. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I thought Lady Shiva was dead. Oh, the that sword went through her? I thought... I am. honestly thought we were going to have an orphan, like, somewhat villain turn. Like, she wasn't going to return back to everyone. That was going to be her moment that she can't be redeemed from. I that I would have been expecting.
0: that would have been very brion of them. Kind
2: That's of true. Would have been
0: the same thing all over again.
2: But that whole fight scene as you talk about uh Lady Shiva possibly being dead, that in the uh in the dark, everything being yes. silhouette in blue <laughs> yes, yes. except for the blood and the colors of their eyes was uh it, it was that, phenomenally done.
0: That was easier to track than the season finale of Game of Thrones uh but yeah being able to understand like how the fight is going and like who's doing what and just like a little detail in each person's eyes to make them stand out and know who you're looking at like that that was a really clean fight scene for something that was just like two-tone if that
2: i mean it was an artistic choice and it was a beautiful one at that they knew how to make it so very clear as to who was fighting who um as well as the choreography being very good Esteem. from a amateur martial arts perspective. I, I don't know if you have any <laughs> any thoughts. No negative thoughts. It, just, it was really fun to watch. It was really
0: cool, really easy to track, knowing who's doing what. And of course, um, I, I felt like Black Spider probably would have had an advantage in that situation if he just knew how to shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need to see him. They could hear him.
0: Yeah, right. Like <laughs> I admire his commenter. I just love every time he opens his mouth. But this is what it's like, dude, you're
2: kind of shooting yourself in the foot right here. Oh, for sure. But uh on the topic of that whole fight scene, I wanted your thoughts on it was another really good growing moment out of uh Artemis that Oracle said, you know, Orphan can't take on Lady Shiva, she's not ready for that. And Artemis said, Oh, okay, I'll take over and I immediately thought to myself, No no, Art- Artemis or Tigress, whatever you would like to refer to her as, you're not ready for this. You're still our amateur on the team. No, that was ten years ago that she was an amateur on the team. She is a full-fledged <laughs> like superhero. I wanted to protect her in my head. I'm like, no, wait. She's the one doing the protecting here. It was another perfect show of growth that she was able to take on Lady Shiva, a light enforcer. Like that's no small task.
0: Yeah, I kind of think of it as the same way too. Where it's just kind of like, no, you're you're gonna die. Don't. Do that like bad idea very bad idea especially because she got took a couple good hits too uh, which was really
2: scary it's like uh oh and the knife through the animal. leg like that yeah. wasn't wasn't exactly a small blow
0: oh and Cheshire was so concerned about her too
2: <laughs> I mean this is the most concern I think we've ever seen out of Cheshire period though
0: yeah right that was more for that. oh well, that one time she like got called on the emergency phone that was like emergency only but it was for a kid. And yeah. it was just hard. It was like a doctor. Um yeah, I think
2: I think I'll tie those a little together. Well, there was also the scene in this of her running away. That was pretty emotional too of seeing her daughter with the the Cheshire mask.
0: Oh yeah. She was like, "Oh, she's ready. This is actually going to happen." Oh, nope, you you messed it up, kid. Good job.
2: She just wants to be like her mom. It's it's so cute, but then she doesn't want her to be like her. Or the dad, like, end the line. Make
0: it stop. Live happy <sighs> with the clone. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's... There was a lot of nature versus nurture uh, at the end there. It's, it's always an interesting conversation. Because... Yeah. Having two super people from the same family but on different sides—that's—that's got to be weird.
0: A little difficult to grow up with.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: Have you heard them say "mouse and cat" before? Because I—I I thought that was the first time I heard Auntie Mouse.
2: Um, they said "cat and mouse." I think in the previous episode. Because it mm. was that's where kind of Cheshire came from, and she was the cat, and her little sister was like the little mouse. I know they said it during this arc a couple times, but i I was wondering, did this come up previously and we just never knew, or because they were never really sisterly, we never got to hear it like what wh- where did that come from? But I agree that was totally new. I hadn't heard that before,
0: yeah, because I figured like Leon may have said it at some point. That's why I was wondering if it had come up in another season Is that's something that she just recently started saying. Uh, but it's it is cool how they just kinda of like made up a story and just kinda of caught us to believe it was something that was intended all along. Um just really well done with this show. They're they're so good at putting so much care for characters in such a short amount of time.
2: Oh, for sure. They they deserve all the storytelling credits that we give them. How do you feel about Onyx? I don't know if I trust her. I get where they were going of, okay, she turned over a new leaf here at the end, but it still feels like this weird double, double, double cross that they're trying to do, where she's really secretly still going to be working for the League.
0: Yeah, like, what is your motive now? Like, what did she really gain out of any of that?
2: Escaping the League. Like, that was her weird thing, was trying to escape. But I don't know.
0: I'm feeling about her how I feel about Forger, where it's like, does this, does this story really need to be here? Does this person really need to be here?
2: Well, every story needs to be told because there's a reason for everything, as we well know. But yeah, I'm I'm not totally sure what the end game is with that.
0: Yeah, she's honestly kind of like Rocket as well where it's just kind of like it's it's not a character i'm really going to keep track of like just okay person's there
2: onyx is just here now yeah apparently She's... artemis
0: is going to keep checking on her okay
2: yeah because there was that weird moment where they were on the um not bio ship, but the sphere bike um as soon as they got off the island both Artemis and Cheshire took their masks off, like, oh, we can trust you now. And I was like, Is it that easy? Yeah. <laughs> <All, like, laughs> now that you know one of them's not a mole, okay, I guess Onyx is okay. Yeah, you're good. That was a that was a question that I had for sure.
0: Thank you for being honest with us.
2: Oh man, <laughs> but- the villain monologue in this was so
0: long. Like this full recap of like I fooled you because you were trying to fool them for fooling this
2: person, it was like, oh my god, making me dizzy. I personally loved it, though, for the fact it wasn't a monologue. They didn't just do that to do it. Artemis egged them on. Artemis was buying time purposefully. Like, obviously it was still a monologue at the end of the day, (laughs) but it wasn't the usual tropey. "I have you trapped, Mr. Bond, I'm going to talk to you for ten minutes while you escape, while I could have pulled the lever. Like, no, they were legitimately saying, we'll talk to you, we'll let you go free, but orphan has to stay, while in yeah. reality they were stalling for time. I thought that was just a nice little nod of, hey, these villains aren't that stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was interesting, because is Artemis leading them on? Do they know and just feel like boasting? It's a, it's a healthy balance of both. You can look at it anyway. Oh, for sure. And, uh, but going back to Razal a little bit, it was interesting how ballsy Artemis is, because the second that he came on screen, everybody bowed down, including Onyx, including Cheshire. Except for Artemis. (laughs) Cocky ass, just like, separation.
2: Yeah, that's a bold move
0: for sure. I'm surprised Sensei didn't beat her ass just for that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, when you looked at all of the people in that group, every single other one of them was a shadow at some point or another. She was the only one that never was technically in the League. Yeah. So they're all trained from, well, not birth, but from a very <laughs> young age to be doing that. So... It, it's just not so surprising. inviting.
0: Like, Artemis is trying to be all hard-headed and everything. She's like, yeah, come back whenever. That's that's fine. You can crash with us. <laughs>
2: There's always a couch here for you. Oh, it's <laughs> a flat slab. <laughs> That's probably about as nice as it gets on Infinity Island.
0: Maybe. Maybe they sleep on the palm trees. Very peaceful. Very peaceful. Um, anything else from this episode?
2: Um, well, We'll get into it more in this next episode, but I wanted to bring it up because I did notice they're definitely playing around with the rating uh, this season. I know we've talked about since they went to HBO Max, there's no longer technically a PG rating on the show. Mm -hmm. When Lady Shiva jumped through Shade's portal, she sliced both of the shadows clean in half <laughs> covered in blood i was like okay we're we're actually kind of doing this a little bit now it's not like it used to be where it's like ooh, it's a little bit going on and this was the taste and the next episode that we'll talk about here is the uh the main course <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> threw the me least. off
0: because Lady Shiva was just speaking with, like, such class, and then she was just going manic by the time that was going on. So she was just like, just get out of my way, you useless trash. Plot splatted all over her. <laughs> like, she's lost all composure. She's lost all focus. It's just like, get me my assassin daughter back.
2: Yeah, it was, it was amazing.
0: Um, I mean, I think that kind of moves on to, because now I can't stop thinking about the other scene. Uh, this this next episode does, like, a really cool job at, um, like, balancing these new characters. And the opener was just, like, so well done with a little taste of, like, what this magic realm is like. But after having that beautiful uh, scale, the balance scale between the... What is it? Chaos
2: and... Uh, chaos and Darkness? I feel like they had a more significant name than darkness. Or no, darkness is chaos, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure.
0: Darn, I can't remember what it was
2: called. I know they were the big yellow crystals and the big red crystals, which... Yeah, yay colors. Well, I was wondering, and I will pitch the question to you, do you think those crystals, those red ones specifically, will have any significance to characters that we might see make a fresh appearance like who um i i would say there's a notable character that has a red crystal in her forehead that was uh given to her by Ooh. her father who mm. also lives in a red crystal that i was uh the minute i saw that i was wondering are we going to get another og teen titan member we've got one of each of the three preceding seasons is this uh is this her season to make an appearance
0: yeah i I think she deserves to pop in especially if we are hitting a very intense magic arc
2: yeah and I think that would also set up the big bad of uh, possibly Trigon very well if that's who it would be so all
0: of them are just kids and then there's just this this demon
2: you never know (laughs) <laughs> there, there's a there are a number of demons in dc i know you're a fan of justice league dark with myself um yeah so but good once you start getting into the nitty-gritty of dc and demons and mythology and like most people don't realize that the show that ended last year lucifer on netflix was technically a dc comic because the devil canonically exists in dc universe like yeah there's a lot of mystical stuff that they can go into so i i wouldn't be surprised if it is a demon of some capacity fighting against a bunch of children. It wouldn't be the first time.
0: Yeah, that would be, it would be cool. I, I do like her entrance just popping up and, you know, they talk about the anchor, which the cat is for, um,
2: what was his name? Uh, Clarion, Clarion, your, your, your favorite character. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, wow, wow! you always go for
2: the cat. You do such a good impression.
0: (laughs) Uh. So yeah, we we hear a lot about the cat anchor, and he definitely reminded us of it through some
2: constructive dialogue. Well, I was going to ask, is this the first backstory we've really gotten for Clarion? Because I don't feel like I knew that he's been around as long as uh, Savage has been. Yeah, I mean, he
0: trash talks Dr. Fate all the time, so it doesn't surprise me that he's been around for a few millennia.
2: That is true, I didn't realize it went like way back yeah i I assumed that like he was a newer version of an old fate, like he wasn't it wasn't Clarion the whole time, like they took over new hosts every so often or something like that. That's kind of how I imagined it. I didn't imagine child Clarion being it forever, but
0: yeah, maybe that's how. The light magic works is not only do you need an anchor but you need a medium as well but yeah. they can at least like exist within their medium where it's like the chaos sorcerer is just nothing without that anchor being there
2: yeah that could be an interesting dichotomy because we know Dr. Fate has to take the actual body whereas and he's probably the light magic so having these Dark Ones have the anchor that they're not taking over, but is also just adjacent to them. That, that That's an interesting thought.
0: I also wonder if Child, I guess that's her name, yes, has met Vandal before. Because the stone that was her anchor, wasn't it like the, the Crystal of Atlantis or something like that? Yes, it was. So maybe they've interacted before, which is why Clayron's like, "Oh snap, this chick's here."
2: Yeah the the line of why would you send her of all people? Yeah, that was a yeah. I have no idea, but it would make some sense because that little name drop of meet me back in this village called Atlantis. Yeah, there's so many interesting layers to the Vandal Savage story of alternate history that.
0: Possibilities are endless. They really are. They
2: really are. But uh, mm-hmm. I feel like we're dancing around our favorite part of this episode, though. Zuhair.
0: She's so beautiful. She is. I need. I, I need her in my life.
2: <laughs> uh number one crush in all of Young Justice. Zatanna yeah. is back.
0: Yeah, it's hard to get around that. Whenever you try to drift <laughs> somewhere else, it's like, nope. Miss Perfect is back. She is, and now she's leading a team of young characters. Yeah, she sounds like she's having so much fun teaching, but now I'm, like, questioning how good she is at it, just because she only has the three students out of her best students. Her best students. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the confidence she says that. And, like, it's just it's so perfect.
2: She has so much fun in this episode. Like, no, we don't yeah. need to fly there. Let's take a carousel so we can go on our merry way. Like, that is the kind of lovable magic that, like, if I had magic, I would do silly things like that, you know? <laughs> Even the
0: sash she says her spells in, like, da 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 da.
2: It's all so good.
0: So, so good.
2: And speaking of her spells, did you uh, notice the name of this episode? Odnu? Odnu. Do you do you know why it's called odd new or enlighten me? Um, all of Zatanna's spells are just words backwards. So this, the title of this episode, is just called undo. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that's going to be the motif moving forward for this arc, but yeah, all of her spells are words backwards, and I I picked up on a few of them. I was trying to listen to all of her spells, like it was returned backwards when they landed on the carousel and sent them back to the park that they were in. I'm assuming central park since they were in Manhattan. Um, Someone
0: needs to make a feature where uh, words that are spoken come up on the screen on a TV show or movie. Be like little titles subtitles i
2: am now questioning i usually watch with subtitles did i actually not <laughs> <laughs> this week was i so engrossed I'm in i'm gonna
0: hear it i don't need to read it i'll figure this out myself
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, calling me out like that <laughs> i have to do it from time to time come on you know i'm a sub anime guy i'm
0: i'm used to subtitles i didn't read them backwards but yeah the next few episode
2: titles are backwards That makes some sense. Well, yeah. So all of her spells are backwards. And then she has her three protege, wherein I couldn't, I was not paying enough attention to see if they were all using the same magic. Um, We know Mary wasn't, but I wasn't picking up on the two others.
0: I mean, she kind of explained what it is. Like one was bending nature, so manipulating nature, which is why they made the little frog pixie fat and how he was bending the trees and stuff. Uh, One is basically a little Shazam, which is weird to say now because he was 10 when they introduced him to us and now he's probably 20.
2: Yeah. um, I believe she's like a childhood friend of his in most iterations. And then wait, but she's the child now, isn't she? I would put her around that 20 mark um, if I oh. had to.
0: I was thinking 15-ish.
2: I have to imagine she's the same age as uh, Billy Batson.
0: She could be a few centuries younger. Um,
2: let's see. Well, her birth year is 2000. That's all that is given to be on the wiki. So if we're assuming that it's in some modern time, I would put her around 20. 21. I'll give it to you. <laughs>
0: I was just basing it off of her composure. Uh, so she has a... Th- did she say a third of Shazam's powers?
2: Yes, I believe it was a third that she said.
0: That's very Young Justice. Like, hey, here's the actual hero. This is the little version that only has part of the stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, the
0: sidekick serum.
2: It-, it was interesting that she actually had to like say the words to use the powers. Yeah. I didn't know if that was by choice or like, that's actually how her powers work.
0: That could have been for us too, just to know like what she was accessing and give a better idea of like where she was getting it from. And because they didn't explain 13 at all. And when they finally explained the power that it had to do with luck, like yeah. influencing luck, that's when I was like, Oh, 13 bad luck. That makes
2: so much sense now. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't the first time we've seen 13 either.
0: Uh, uh-uh. Last season.
2: So, yeah, that that was a nice nod. I actually didn't pick up on the 13, so thank you for uh, explaining that. And then the last one was Khalid? Khaled. Khalid. Khalid. Specifically yeah. in the throat. That was what they... Yeah, Khalid. Well, either way, he was also new. Khaled. I don't believe we've seen him before in any capacity either. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, so two of them were brand spanking new uh it is it is cool that they actually put the emphasis on like how to pronounce the name i was like "Ooh, i've heard of khalid so much that i forgot how it was like how you actually say
2: it <laughs> i i appreciated it and i knew you would too it was kind of bothersome because i feel like in the next moment Zatanna then pronounced it the wrong way again though
0: no she actually did it the right way and so did oh, everybody following right yeah <laughs> well that's, that's good the- oh that's so cool
2: So yeah, we have our new little uh, band of heroes that don't seem confident enough to be taking on threats that are going to be involving uh, Dr. Fate.
0: I mean, they were kind of holding their own. Like I was surprised they were responding as quick as they were in those fight situations against a Chaos Sorcerer child.
2: Yeah, but that was more Zatanna's doing because she is extremely powerful in most iterations, so... I'm curious they what can happens hold when them. I... Yeah.
0: They're all grown up. Uh, I remember them when they were babies.
2: <laughs> We've watched them grow up. I've grown up <laughs> along with them. Uh, but yeah, and then uh so you talk about them fighting agents of chaos. How did you react to seeing the body? Uh, when they entered the jewelry store. Oh. That's.
0: <laughs> I love how our transition was. So that we could talk about that. And the gore in this. And like
2: now we're getting to yeah, that we, point. I kind of <laughs> forgot that was what the transition was. We was took like, every
0: detour out of the way. It's like oh guess we're back. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean we can't not talk about it. Yeah that was graphic. Like all she did was
2: slice that one dude. I was like huh. Do I a- look like that in there? yeah because there was the moment early on where there was the big blood splatter next to her and she's like oh this body's cute and then left i was like okay we're gonna leave it on that that's still a lot of blood but all right we didn't want to show it that's totally fine i did not expect us to open on an art project pretty much (laughs) yeah
0: that's that's my put.
2: <laughs> like that's what it looked like i could have walked into like a museum of history and seen that made out of clay and would not be surprised
0: yeah and i guess Khalid went to medical school or something at some point so he was like yeah this is how you look at anatomy like this some alien came down and started doing a research project
2: yeah and it, it just shows how this world is they're not alarmed that something not from this world showed up they're alarmed at what it did
0: yeah What did you learn?
2: Yeah, seriously. All I was thinking though, like this this show is not for kids anymore. I feel like they need to have a little warning on there because that that caught me very. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with most of those things, but I was still like, whoa, whoa, we're showing this? Okay. Even the
0: way that one of the kids said "damn straight," I was like, yeah, you wouldn't see that on Cartoon Network. No, we're past Cartoon Network. We're so past it. Thank you. I don't want to say that it's adult animation because that just sounds wrong. But this is this is it's animation for
2: adults. Sure, that sounds better. <laughs> uh Zuhair, you're on a podcast specifically talking about animation as an adult with another adult. I uh-huh. think we can. I think you're in good company. I think all of the listeners would agree. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I think that was the craziest part of the episode. And I will say, this is the first one that really left me wanting more. Like, all of the other ones were good. And I was like, okay, where's the story going to go next? This one ended, and I was like, that can't be it. I I need to know who this mysterious figure talking to Vandal Savage is. Why we're doing this. Where did the child come from? Like, I was legitimately... Like, no, no, there's a post-credit scene or something. Like, let me get to the end of this. What's happening here?
0: But just a cliffhanger.
2: A cliffhanger and then Saturn Girl and Beetle Boy <laughs> eating chips on a bench.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that I was the weakest. Was that was the weakest <laughs> um, end credit scene we've gotten so far, in my opinion.
2: Maybe we'll have a reason to care about that at some point, but they were just sitting on a bench. um, Watching Garfield's show. I mean. Oh, we found out
0: (laughs) in the last season when Zatanna and Clarion fought that he was trapped in the. In, In the, the tower of Rey Rey. for sixteen days.
2: <laughs> I just remember that was wasn't that an end credit scene yeah. where he kept trying to transport out and you just had the cat meowing at him. Like,
0: meow, ah, meow, dang it, meow, dang it. Yeah, that was one of the best ones from last season. Uh,
2: I I really want just a moment of Doctor Fate shows up, flicks his wrist at Clarion. He's like, not the tower again. <laughs> Just disappears get in out. A just.
0: Claiborne is just like a house fly in Dr. Fate's house. Like, please, just die or get out of here. He's got to open the window for him. <laughs> I'm sure the oh. Tower of Fate's just a convertible. Just opens up in
2: half. It's a little chest. Ta da! Bye, Fly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I will say also, you talk about the cat. Yeah and him being a fly have we ever seen the cat be this weak before
0: no i think it's just lazy though
2: but it felt like some emphasis that they were putting on oh we can weaken the cat like that's a a bit of a checkoff's gun for the season like if we weaken the cat we weaken clarion yeah he pointed that out too. It's like you always go for the cat and then turned into four annoying clarions and Jumped Who for everyone.
0: almost wiped the floor with the other ones if his sister didn't scare the crap out of him.
2: Yeah, and that moment where he disappeared from the Light meeting, like you knew something big was going on. Yeah. Vandal Savage didn't question him. I thought that was a really interesting part of their relationship, so to speak. Yeah. Was that he's like, alright, Clarion can go. Because I feel like he would have been upset if any other member of the Light had left the meeting without permission.
0: Yeah, because... They've had some type of arrangement for about 10,000 years now, and now we're seeing, like, the fruits of labor, I guess?
2: Yeah, because he said, like, a thousand years from now, I'll come back, and Clarion said, all right, we'll see what happens then, and obviously he didn't keep killing him, so they had to have come to some agreement? Yeah. And I'm curious to know what that was. Was it Sinking Atlantis? Like,
0: And why the child was involved?
2: Yeah, I don't know. The the child I I know so many things about DC. I love when they go into these laps of knowledge where I've never heard of the child before period. Yeah. So it's just it's a mystery and I'm I'm very happy to see what it's going to be.
0: Mystery.
2: Uh.
0: um the opening dialogue I'm trying to remember like, the gist of it was basically we have the balance between good and evil, but then there were, like, what if good is the balance and chaos is what tips it off? Yeah. That was stunning opening dialogue.
2: The, honestly, I think this arc is setting up for a lot of great dialogue and back and forth kind hmm. of things like that because they're toying with so much of the theoretical and the where do you draw the line and what is good magic what is bad magic they have to both exist or there will not be anything in the universe so i i'm i agree and i'm excited to see where it goes because i mean we we've seen dr fate before be the perfect example of there is darkness in good he yeah. doesn't care who he takes over. He's like, I need to do this for the greater good. And we've seen Vandal have a tiny ounce of humanity here and there to be, you know, there is good in evil. You know, he was taking care of his village of metahumans that I would yeah. quantify that as good, despite him being a generally conquerous person. Like he left the village to go be Attila the Hun or some alter ego that he was throughout history so like he was being bad but he was still wanted to protect his own that's good in evil yeah because
0: in the time of caveman like what actually was considered bad is to survive
2: yeah i don't i really don't know i i i love the character of vandal savage so much for that reason of he got to go from no ethics to ethics off the charts that exist in the modern world. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that could be talked about. And again, we know that he's played all of these alter egos of people that we consider to be bad. Mm. He had some motive. What was it? You know?
0: Yeah, that 30-day montage of Clarion just torturing him was insane. And it took 30 days for him to just be like, ooh, I'm interested in this person now. 30...
2: Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was 300.
0: 300 would make
2: more sense. I, I may be misremembering, but for some reason I thought it said 300. I was like, holy crap, he's been doing that for a year? I could have sworn he said 30 and my head went, really, just a month? <laughs> Seems like Clarion could do far worse than that.
0: He was probably bored. He was bored. What uh, is boredom like? I don't experience boredom.
2: We're such busy people. Yeah. But.
0: Oh, so busy I can't stop yawning during a podcast. Excuse me.
2: Well, it's it's because I'm here. I'm boring you. Yeah, no. totally
0: what it is. Let's wrap up now. Have a good day.
2: <laughs> I kid, but no. Uh, it's, it's an exciting time to see where this is going to go. Like I said, I'm a fan of Justice League Dark, and it kind of feels like that's what this is leading into. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's what we forgot to talk about was, uh, what was Child's
2: statue called? Oh, did she name it? What was Mm -hmm. it? Uh, I don't know, but the face... I love the face so much! But the face was changing! What was that about? Yeah! I didn't. It reminded
0: me. I can, there's one thing I can't remember what it was, but the other one was the uh, the coconut and Moana, where they just like draw little angry eyebrows <laughs> down the... when it was time eyebrow-
1: for. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: reminded me of that. Where it just it just magically switches up, but like you don't see when it happens. It's just when the the frame cuts to it. It's like oh, this is what he's feeling now.
2: That's <laughs> that's a perfect analogy. Uh, the statue's name was Flaw. Flaw That's and that flaw is. was ripped. I don't know how you go from small gemstone to that, but yeah. why is Clarion Chaos a cat? Magic. But why is Clarion a cat? Like,
0: uh, what was like could... three thousand carat gold or something like that?
2: Yeah, like probably this world's equivalent of like MCU adamantium or something like that. Like probably somewhat indestructible, if I had to guess.
0: I mean, Atlantis needs to have some tough metal to handle. The pressures of the ocean.
2: That's true. I wonder if the, ooh, I wonder if we're gonna get a little bit of uh Aqualad with Atlantis I being he'd involved. Have his own arc. Well, yeah, he's gonna have his own arc, but Atlantis. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't expect them to possibly cross them over.
0: Yeah, wanna see what King Curry has been up to.
2: Yeah. I want to see I want to see what actually he's not even Aqualad I misspoke I want to see what our Aquaman is doing now Hmm. because we haven't seen much of the actual like Justice League this season
0: not just Superman so far
2: just Superman uh Martian Martian Manhunter Cyborg was there and we had our glimpses of steel yeah what is what is the league doing because I feel like something important has to be going on somewhere in the background. Because I also had that question in the last episode that I forgot to bring up is, why didn't we call Batman? I know we proved we can handle it ourselves, but that felt like a time to call Batman.
0: Uh, Barbara said that we're all busy with.
2: Oh, the turf war. That was right. Yeah, it was dialogue for that. They, the show covers up where they don't need to cover up. Yeah, like, it's
0: like don't question us. We have yeah. stories to build.
2: Not to call out the competition, but I've asked the, I've asked that kind of question so many times in the MCU, like, you know, they're fighting a battle in Manhattan. Why is Spider Man not there? Like different questions yeah. like that that they just kind of hand wave the whole time. This show just throws in a line of dialogue to make it make sense that yeah. a Penguin Two Faced Turf War would be a big deal.
0: I was watching uh Hawkeye Wondering Where Spider Man was. It's like isn't this kind of in his neck of the woods? I was wondering
2: that in the final battle of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, I, I mean that World happens. He's Spider Man. Spider Man. His Peter Tingle should have been going off. Maybe. But. Well, now we're diverting into the MCU. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't think I got anything else.
2: No, I th- I think that's it for me i keep talking about how excited i am for what's next so i feel like that's time to wrap up until we can see what's next
0: and now we know we get more zatanna for a few more episodes oh <sighs> ah, the freaking Louia.
2: more zatanna that I, <laughs> I will say the minute she came on the screen it was just like yes fill my heart everything i wanted again and
0: some dude just like bumped into her and i was like you lucky you
2: lucky <laughs> Why did we have the same thought, Zuhair?
0: Why not I cross the street sooner?
2: Uh, yep, you need to bring Jay Scotty back so he can even <laughs> you out because I will only encourage this kind of behavior.
0: Next time, next time. We'll see where his ventures lead him.
2: Yes, I, I will love hearing the tales from uh, the outer worlds when he comes back. Right? Put him on the spot for me. See what he has to say. <laughs> He'll be editing this if you don't show
0: up, and I'm just talking to myself for an hour. You'll know why.
2: <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Jay Scotty. We don't uh, <laughs> we don't say it enough. Thank you for editing. Anything else for him to edit? No, I think that's
0: it. All right, folks. We will be back next week with more Satana. So tune in next time, and as always, stay whelmed. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Strandipanda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit Strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/spchat. Tune in next time and
1: remember. At Solomon Brothers Jewelers, their customers always come first. They're a family business that has been setting the standard of customer care for over 30 years. They have thousands of in-stock options for wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds, and can promise the lowest prices at the highest quality. A diamond marks a new chapter in your life. Trust Solomon Brothers experts with commemorating the most precious moments in your life. Visit SolomonBrothers.com today to begin making memories.
2: You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome.
1: There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun but to the smoking tire the s-curve and the spin turn and if you ride it make sure you do it in a dodge charger challenger or durango because on this highway the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons welcome to highway 93 dodge is a registered trademark stay whelmed right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash a second chance it was hoping for. Your hard to recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today